This is the great show I had from the Hellfire Symphony, and you're listening to the Oversell Podcast. Stay tuned with them, or I'm going to send you to hell. It is episode 35, and we are talking to Duke Warfield. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. I'm Mike. I'm Duke Warfield. Hey, Warfield. We've got our special <laughs> guest tonight, Duke Warfield, joining us on the Oversell Podcast. Uh, let's get a quick, a couple of quick uh, plugs out of the way. Website is oversellpodcast.com. Head over there. Check out the Amazon link. We've got a brand new customized player. I think it looks great on the site. And it's going to increase functionality of that player. Um, you can download episodes now, share them really quickly, however you want to share them, Facebook, Twitter, all that. But important thing is click that Amazon link, go there, buy lots of stuff. There's no hidden fees, extra fees, anything like that. All you have to do is shop, shop, shop till you drop, 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 and we'll get a little bit of commission of anything we sell. Also, be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast and Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. I am at Shropnuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. I am at One Dangerous Dan. I'm also on Facebook, Dangerous Dan Matthews. At WolfMike23. I'm just on Facebook, at Duke Warfield. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Duke, we really thank you coming on the show with us, and hopefully uh, you've gotten to listen. We've been chit-chatting a little bit here. You've got some fans already in the chat room. Um, let's see. Paul, I'm going to butcher this Trevasis. name. Travasis. Travasis. Thank you. <laughs> he Hi. says, Duke is amazing. Uh, very long time fan, and Raul, Raul, Ralph, Raul, Cacciati. uh, Raul Garza. Oh, Raul, Raul Garza. Yes, Duke is the man, long time fan. So, man, this is this is the crowd, most crowded our <laughs> chat room has been since we've started. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we thank you for joining us every Thursday, 6 p.m. It's mixler.com slash oversell podcast. We have six people in our chat room. There you go. George yeah. is so excited he's not lonely anymore. <laughs> George gets to talk to people. <laughs> well, he said uh, the Bucks are playing tonight, so we only got half his attention. But, yeah. um, Dude, what got you into wrestling, man? As, as a kid, I always enjoyed watching wrestling. I was a huge WWE fan. You know, you'd stay up Monday Night Raw, started in 94. Remember watching it. Shawn Michaels was always a huge inspiration, you know. And as I've gotten older... Chris Benoit, Scott Hall, guys like that. And then I uh, joined the military. Mm -hmm. I'm now stationed here in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, the hotbed of wrestling. Went and found a wrestling school, and you know, for the last about two years, I've been training to become a professional wrestler. Debuted up in RCW in Ripley, Tennessee. Ripley. Rip <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like every story we've ever had comes from Ripley, Tennessee. Yeah. It's obviously the mecca of wrestling. Yes, that's what we. I, don't know, I wouldn't we call found. it the mecca of wrestling. <laughs> I would probably call it like the mecca of like the center of anything that would actually happen in professional wrestling, like backstage or in the front or whatever. <laughs> but anyway, so who did you train with? Is I trained with a Ken Wayne in West Memphis. Okay, down there, and I started March 2014. You know, you have your beginning class. I can tell you when you start off, there's nothing rougher. Is I played semi-pro football in Colorado Springs, and it doesn't compare 
to what you go through as a professional wrestler mm-hmm. from learning how to take a bump, how to run the ropes, even your basic just walking around the ring becomes a learning experience. It's something, you know, with football, most of us or anybody that played a sport as a child, you start off and you remember playing from as long as you can remember or watching TV. Like, well, right. I watched pro wrestling. Ken Wayne's going to let me show up and train. WWE will be at my door two weeks later. I'll be wrestling. It's <laughs> <laughs> not true, Dan? No, no, no. no, no. Go, on, go on, go on. I'm not going to interrupt you. <laughs> but, you know, I had that, that dream that I was going to be able to just show up and Ken Wayne was going to be so amazed by Duke that I was going to be able to just step into a ring somewhere within Memphis. And then because he has connections at the WWE, that they'd be calling him after seeing my first match two weeks into training. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, none of it played out that way. Mm -hmm. And I'm still waiting for the WWE to call, but I have had other promotions around here. But it it is something that's very intense and something that you have to put a lot of time into. Mm -hmm. Patience is a virtue. (laughs) (laughs) How many times a week were you uh, at Ken Wayne School? We're there Tuesday, Thursday, and... You know what? I take that back. It's Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. So we train three days a week. Mm-hmm. Each class is about two hours, depending on how long Ken Wayne's stories get. Which <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, uh, if you've been to Ken Wayne's school, you know the stories can uh, crank up and you know never end. It'll be about two o'clock in the morning, but sometimes when he finishes the story, yeah, so, some classes are just <laughs> Ken Wayne's stories, and they all somehow he magically ties every story into whatever wrestling lesson mm-hmm. he's teaching you. Either he bamboozles you by the fact that you just get delirious from the story or that he actually has a plan. Because I always ask him for, hey, where's the book? Yeah. Can I follow the book so I know <laughs> what we're going to be doing and I can prepare myself for the upcoming class? The and book's he, in his head, man. The book's in his head. But he has a tablet and he writes stuff in the tablet. There's got to be a book somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the 18 months I've been there with him, at least once a week, I go, hey, Ken, can I see the book? Him and you know some of the other guys that sit there and train with me laughing. There's no book, Duke. There's no book. We're just going to do what Ken says, and mm-hmm. we go from there. Paul in the <laughs> chat room asked, Duke, will you ever try to go to NXT? If I have the opportunity, I'd love to. We're, uh, family's going down to Florida, so I'll stop by NXT. Cool. I mean, I have you know the WWE, you can apply for jobs when they come through town. So I have done that. I'll stop by NXT, buy full cell and see, you know, what their response is or what the process is they have for a tryout Mm -hmm. at NXT. Cool. So that's awesome. Um, Now you said you first started up in Ripley. Yes. Do you remember who your first match was against? My first match was with my uh, tag team partner now in MEW, Damone Salavino, the fallen angel. So Mm -hmm. me and him, is I had started off as a referee up there. Mm-hmm. And at RCW, they talk about giving anybody a chance at any time. That, you know, they'll be the standard bearer of independent wrestling. And after being a referee there for four or five months, I felt that because I had trained with Damone at times, that he wasn't giving me the opportunity to come out and wrestle. Mm-hmm. Well, I took it upon myself during one of his matches as a referee to call him out. I might... I'm not going to say I did, but I might have cost him a match or two. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But that's alleged, never confirmed. <laughs> so, you know, me and Damone had a pretty good feud, lasted about seven, eight weeks, mm-hmm. ended with him being able to, you know, 
he ended up beating me at the end of it. But I took him for about six matches before we had a title match. And that's one thing that so far in my short career that I've had is being able to win a title match. I get to that title match and, you know, there's th that added pressure that you get when you get into something like that. Mm -hmm. And the pressure of everybody watching you, you know, my wife and my kids were up there that night and I, I couldn't pull it through for them. I haven't had another one, but that was my the first big feud. My first big matches were all with the Moan. Since then, you know, I'm up at RCW, show up at MEW when we have our events. The next one coming up on the 1st of January. So it's pretty big, pretty important. Yeah, man. And my nephew is a big Duke Warfield fan. Um, I think you shook his hand a couple of times and every time he just gets so happy. So thank you for that. Oh, you're um, welcome. Uh, Paul in the chat room says, I heard that Duke was originally going to be called the Angry Shark. <laughs> Angry <laughs> Shark. <laughs> as I got to hear the story behind that one. As opposed to the Upset Shark. <laughs> Travassus is, or Paul, is a guy that I worked with in the military. And I might seem like a pretty calm, collective guy while I'm sitting here or maybe even in the ring. Mm hmm but when you have junior sailors or junior people that work for you, the military, we don't always have to be completely politically correct. <laughs> and we're able to yell and say whatever we want. So it's like doing a promo, but even better because there's no one at the end of it that's going to go, hey, you messed that up or you said something inappropriate. <laughs> so he unfortunately was at times probably at the end of one of these rants mm -hmm. or possibly had to go cheer up a junior sailor that I just ruined his life because he couldn't happen to show up on time. <laughs> or, you know, one of miscellaneous hundreds of other things that a junior sailor could do on a given day. <laughs> That's hilarious. So you were telling us, uh, we were talking a little bit off the air. Um, how did you get to MEW? Is one time uh, the ownership for MEW had shown up to RCW and they were at their event. You know, after my match, they had come up to me and they said, hey, you know, Duke, would you be interested in showing up to MEW? And I, I myself, I was a little shocked. Like I said, I've only been doing this for four months. MEW is, to me, one of the bigger companies around here. Mm -hmm. For them to ask me, I was overly shocked. You know, I think I'm good, but I don't think I'm any better than anybody else that shows up. You know, the be humble. That, you know, everybody pays their dues. Everybody wants to go to the next bigger show. I love RCW. MEW is in Memphis, not in Ripley, you know. Mm -hmm. So there's some of the guys I know up at RCW that want to make it down to Memphis to a show like MEW. So, you know, how'd you get there? I just happened to be the right place at the right time. You know, people like the cloak that I wear to the ring, you know, the kind of the whole get up the military look, which I don't have to work very hard being in the military. <laughs> it comes with the, with the job. So, right. That's cool. And I do, I do like the look that you have. Uh, it, it's very, uh, I was, trying to think of a term for it other than Ken Shamrock-esque, you know? <laughs> you know, but it's uh, it's no no insult to be uh, compared to Ken Shamrock at all, really, in my book, you know? But uh, I do like the look you have. I like the gear that you wear and everything. I think it, you know, it's different looking, and you, you have a different look when you come out to the ring that uh, wakes people up and everything, and your little war cry you do. <laughs> Warfield. <laughs> yeah. How did I like that come it. along? How, I don't know. Not I don't always get a chance to talk. If you've ever been to a few few of the shows, I kind of I get my opportunity to go out and wrestle and talk that way. Yeah. And sometimes when I do get on the mic, I might stutter or not talk as clearly or as quickly. And sometimes I do talk robotic. <laughs> so I haven't ever gotten a chance to talk at an event. 
So I thought if I just start yelling Warfield, hey, I've talked. It'll yeah. calm me down. It'll excite people. And now it's kind of gotten to it. one of the jokes is the only thing I know to say is Warfield. <laughs> <laughs> I have more words. I just haven't had the opportunity. Yeah. Right. <laughs> have they not had a promo class there yet? We've had a few, and Ken kind of just went away. So I don't know if it was that I did so well, yeah. or I did bad enough he never wanted to see it. He'll come back to it. Yeah, <laughs> That's what he said. He goes, you know, we'll, we'll get back to the promos. Yeah, you yeah. just <laughs> try not to talk anymore, dude. You, you're good. We'll just wrestle. You're good. You can wrestle. The talk, yeah, you, yeah. you're good. We'll, we'll turn that off for now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Paul, or... Paul says, ha ha, stuttering Duke, and try chanting EAD. Oh, you don't want to talk. Well, you, well, you guys are an adult podcast, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. fine. We're, we're, it's explicit. <laughs> so, it, eat a baby's dick. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Th- that's what, you know, I remember, you know, I've downloaded a few times, and I was like, oh, well, they are an adult podcast. So before I say what it is, yeah. I'll verify it. You're fine. Yeah. You're yeah. fine. We're covered. <laughs> before I say it, you can, Go, you're done. I'm like, well, <laughs> Ken said I shouldn't talk. Yeah, so bad. trust me, I've had a couple episodes where I've had to lose my shit a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. And, but but uh, yeah, thanks for coming, Duke. And uh, <laughs> I was about to stand up and leave. No, I said I gotta. Go. I knew I shouldn't have said it. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about e- MEW this past Friday. This past Friday, me and uh, Damone Salavino, we had a chance to go up against Full Deck, LMC, and his partner in a triple threat tag match, which went over uh, pretty well. We came out to the ring, started off with Full Deck versus Damone. I believe it was uh, Joker. Started off great. Ended up getting tagged in. Me, LMC, went at it for a little while. I took a fireman's carry, kind of got knocked a little loopy, mm-hmm. was able to tag in Damone. Damone came in, hit LMC with a Samoan drop. From there, he was able to pin him full deck like they do. They're, they're a high-intense group of guys that are throwing around, punching, kicking a little more brawling than I'm used to. Mm-hmm. You know, came running over. Was able to kick me in the face. I fall out off the apron. The brother comes, kicks me again. I'm knocked down, <laughs> bleeding from the mouth. Damn. <laughs> Damone's left in the ring. By the time I come back through, he's been pinned. Full deck is celebrating. <sighs> I fully expect that uh, the promotion will give us another chance when we show back up on the first. So That's awesome. Full deck, man. That there, I don't know what it is about them. They are a draw. You you really want to see you want when you go to a MEW show, you want to see full deck and you want to see them get their asses kicked. <laughs> I don't know, and I don't know why it is so much, but like just the p- mere presence of them. Yeah, the the taller one called me Dave Brown, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> when I was up there, when I was up there interviewing and doing my deal, you know, and doing the the commentary and whatnot, you know. <laughs> The uh, taller one called me Dave Brown, and I was just like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll need to to get you one of those old leisure suits. Yeah, uh, well, I had my suit on that night, you know, so I I guess I did look like Dave Brown to them. I don't know. (laughs) Kind of, sort of. Yeah, kind of. You'd probably get the weather better, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
I'd, fl- I'd flip a coin and call and tell you what the weather's going to be like tomorrow, and I'd probably get it right at least 20% of the time, just like they do. So, <laughs> Anyway. It's Memphis. We don't know what this is going to do here. It's it's 70 degrees and flipping December during the day today. Uh, seriously. You so. know, it's getting cold at night, but it's going right back to 70 again. As you slurp on your soda. As I slurp on my soda. That's <laughs> my, sweet, my sweet tea, actually. Professional sweet podcast, tea. ladies professional and gentlemen. Podcast. Oh, yes. Professional podcast. Professional yes. podcast. Well, what other events you got coming up? Is Let's see. Is I'm going to be out this weekend. Last week, like I said, when I got kicked in the head, ended up getting a concussion, so I got knocked loopy. Yep. Spent Friday, Saturday in the hospital. Ugh. So this week I've taken off from training, taken off this Saturday. But the upcoming weeks is we ha- I have RCW. Any Saturday that we're not running MEW, MEW is going to be the 1st of January. And then RCW has their big super show coming up the February 1st, the Saturday before the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a big event where they're supposed to have Scott Steiner. They're supposed to have uh, Lawler showing up. So That's awesome. I mean, uh, basically, you know, I try to run every weekend anytime I can get booked somewhere. Raul in the chat room asks, would Duke ever do a hardcore match? He sounds like he already did one. <laughs> <laughs> Is I haven't done anything with weapons or chairs, ladders, any anything like that. I mean, there'd have to be something special or somebody that I was really angry with <laughs> <laughs> to go that far out there. You know, those guys that do hardcore, it's something else on your body. Right. A regular match is enough. Hardcore is just unnecessary violence. To, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like you, if you watch Sunday's pay per view, yeah, a, unnecessary, vi- you know, <laughs> heck of a match throughout the show, but right, it, not not something that Duke is overly interested in getting beaten over the <laughs> head with, Mm-mm. right, right, which you know, with yeah. concussions aside and everything. <laughs> and I'll, from, I'll tell you this much too: um, seven years of being around in this area particular there's probably only three people i'd trust to hit me with anything (laughs) 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 and two of them i trained with so (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but yeah i you and me are on the same page with that so yeah yeah uh and i i never once got hit with a chair no i take that back i never got hit in the head with a chair i got hit in the leg with a chair and the first guy that hit me, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I can sell that. And then the second time, he gave it to his buddy, and his buddy just totally, like, demolished my leg. And I'm like, stop! <laughs> <laughs> We've got a little trash talk going on in the chat right now. Paul says, why not, Duke? You get beat over your head in fantasy football, LOL. Oh! <laughs> yeah, well, me and Paul have a huge fantasy uh, playoff game this weekend. Oh. So... He'll, hopefully he can get lucky enough to beat me, but he normally doesn't have very much luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hit once with a kendo stick oh. in a battle royal. Mm-hmm. Down to the last three of us, one of the guys decided since he was eliminated, I was trying to skin the cat right across like the chest, stomach Oy. area. Mm. Tell you, you're not pulling yourself up after that. No, 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 no. You're going to go ahead and just lay down and say, thank you, please don't give me another. Yeah. <laughs> I've hit myself in the head with one of those a long time ago. And like, and I was there. How'd yeah. you hit yourself in the head <laughs> with one? I just, I took it I and just, I hit myself it, in the head. Hit himself. I, I it, wasn't, wouldn't, it wasn't even really a dare. 
He just kind of did it. Like, there's a vi- we can try to pull it up. There's a video on YouTube of it, too. Oh, we, God. We used to do some dumb things. It was just that's an gotta... exciting day in Memphis. Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, for fun, well, what are we going to do? We were actually at Mike's house to watch a wrestling pay-per-view, and Mike had a kendo stick, and it's like, hey, Derek, hit yourself with it. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Exactly. <laughs> so, kids, don't do that at home. Please, don't be like trope nuts here and whack yourself over the head. We, we did some really stupid things back then. Oh, well, we we're won't go. St- we're still here. Yeah. We're still able to host a <laughs> podcast, too. Yeah. So what kind of wrestlers do you base your style on, if you if, if that if you do? I mean, I, I base my style off of, you know, kind of how I've been trained. But if there was somebody I'd want to imitate, you know, Chris Benoit, the cockiness of somebody <laughs> like Scott Hall. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing bigger that I remember what the first day he showed up there in WCW as Scott Hall. You know, hey, I'm here, and mm-hmm. my friends are coming with me. It's, I remember that clearer than anything, and I really got back into, you know, in 94, I remember Raw showing up. 98, I remember Scott Hall jumping ship. And then, you know, as I've gotten older, you know, Benoit, it, I don't, I couldn't even say a guy that I watched today that I'd really say I'd want to mimic. Mm-hmm. But more though, you know, I'm sure Benoit, if he, didn't do what he did, he'd still be wrestling. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, absolutely. I did see something pop up on my newsfeed where they have mentioned Benoit in a book that WWE put out, oh, surprisingly. Wow. Um, that I'm, I'm not sure what it was, but it was like W. It was, uh, it was probably like one of those coffee table size books, you know, and I think it was something like uh, 500 of the greatest moments in sports entertainment or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Sports entertainment was in the title. I remember that. But like there was a little snippet up in the top corner of this page and they had a photo, they had a photo of it and all it was was the mentioning of Chris Benoit and Pat Patterson was quoted in it. And I know basically saying, you know, you know, it was basically it was horrible what he did and everything. And you know, we only know people when they're at work. You know, we don't know them when they go home. Right. And, and this, that, and the other, and everything. So, but I was very surprised. You know that he was even mentioned. That he was even yeah. mentioned. You know, because he hasn't been mentioned in so long by them at all. Do you, Do any of y'all listen to Jim Ross's podcast? Uh, occasionally. He had Kevin Sullivan on the past two episodes. Mm-hmm. One of the best interviews you could hear. Hearing him, uh, Ben. Uh, Sullivan went into, you know, what it, he went through when the Benoit tragedy happened. Mm-hmm. And his side of it is just insane because he's still close with Nancy's mom and dad yeah. and family and stuff. So, you know, he's still, I think they all still talk a lot, but hearing what, you know. And conspiracy theorists blame him for it. Yeah, the, isn't that stupid that him and his satanic cult came in there yeah. and <laughs> killed Benoit and his wife and his kid? That is absolutely work, stupid. People. Oh my god, he's not a real Satan worshiper. Just no. so you know, he yeah. he let us know that on the Jim Ross podcast. It's so a work. If it was still in your yeah. head, Kevin <laughs> Sullivan is not. It's a work, guys. It's a work. It, but yeah, they and they even talk about that. And it, Jim Ross is like, I just think it's so stupid that people thought this satanic cult came in and killed. All three of them in a murder suicide, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I believe more of the mafia hitman I, I type just, thing than I would. I think it was just Benoit. I and then I I do too. Uh, I it really was just do. something wrong in the head. Yeah, that's all it was. It just uh, something popped. Yep, you know, and that's pretty much all she wrote. You know, yeah, and it's, we don't. It's sad to say, you know, but and 
you know, Dan here based a lot of his style from um, Dean Malenko. Malenko, yeah. You two guys, man, I think you need to get Dan out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> we can start bringing back the, a new version of the Radicals. Dan, Dan does. Dan would fight for money, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> whoever hires, whoever out there has the most money, you go ahead and make the offer, and I'll tell you if, you, if, it's, if it's enough or not. Well, if you're just saying money, you know? I, we've got money. Oh, the yeah, most yeah. money is you got to. So yeah, Specify. that's kind of yeah, that's kind of the reason I quit because I was doing a lot for a little. So yeah. <laughs> just but, saying, if, you know, if, if if you ever came back, yeah, I think you. I think me and Duke would make an awesome tag team. Actually, uh, uh, Brainbusters two point oh man, yeah. the so. new radicals. That's what I'd call y'all. Yeah, and I'll be your manager. How about that? Yeah, and I'll you come always want to be the manager. Why do you always want to be the yeah. manager? Because <laughs> because I'm fat and can't move around you. the ring. That's why I am fat. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a talker. You can't get in the ring. Hmm? Well, when you get in if the Hollywood ring, it's going to be Jimmy, hard for you to run out of the ring. If Hollywood Jimmy can manage, I can manage. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you tag him on this one. <laughs> yeah, I better, I better not. That yeah. might actually be a <laughs> Have you met Hollywood Jimmy? Yeah. Not yet. Okay, no. he's... He works. He works in Memphis. Does a lot of West Memphis, yeah. Jonesboro, yeah. that they, area. Uh, does the uh, casino shows? Yeah. Uh, uh, does he run those? I think he runs think those. He may run them. He yeah. may run them. I tried to get him on the show. It just hasn't worked out yet. Yeah. So. He he's he's a funny guy on Facebook. Have you do you have you followed him on Facebook? I, oh my god, he talks so much shit oh to yeah. people. It's oh yeah. it's <laughs> so funny. Does it, he, it's crazy. Like he's been on the Conan O'Brien show and all kinds of stuff. You know, just you don't realize what all he's done <laughs> and, and where all he's been. George in the chat room says Derek just wants to be ringside, not get hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even hey man, the best managers end up getting hit. Yeah. Well, that's I could, the payoff. I could see you though, like sitting over there in the corner marking out, you know, and you're just kind of like sitting there with your mouth dropped, and we're so, kind of looking over at you, going, "That's the cue." So yeah. you feel like, <laughs> so I'd be like male a male Bailey manager. Is that what I'd be? Is that what it'd be a male Bailey? Probably. <laughs> you know. It's like I've got a, I've got a, you know, uh, talking about a miscue. I've got a funny story I could tell you that Duke would probably appreciate. You know, you remember, you know Nichols. Yes. Okay. So, like, we're we're out and about. We're uh, we're in Selmer, Tennessee, and uh, I am facing a guy from Nashville, who everybody called Bully, and he was he was well known guy. I'd been in the business for you know, twenty years probably. And he had changed up his gimmick where he was a lounge singer now. And his he had a bald head, shaved bald head, and he had and toupee and everything and going on. And so like we go we're we're setting up for this huge six man tag at the end of the night. Everybody's interfering in everybody's matches. We were short on people that night. And you know, and they actually turned me face like at the front of the night just so I could be in a six man tag at the end of the night and we'd have a full six man tag. So, like, we go through and everything, <laughs> and we get to my match, and I'm supposed to face this this lounge singer dude. It's only supposed to last for, like, three minutes. And so <clears throat> the gimmick is, is, like, he, go, he, go, he goes and, like, does something and is dancing around in the ring and everything, and I hit him, and his toupee flies off. <laughs> well, I pick up the toupee, I put it on my head, and I'm just kind of rocking around, and I start doing the honky-tonk man dance, which I'm sure you would appreciate, Derek. <laughs> 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 so like I'm doing the honky tonk man dance in the ring. He comes up, gloms me from behind, re- shoots me off reverse, inverted atomic drop, regular atomic drop. He flies over the top rope and goes to the apron. He's got his feet on the apron. I'm fixing to suplex him back in. 
My buddy Kevin Nichols is supposed to run out ringside, get down below the apron, and hold my foot down to where I can't get up, and this guy's on top of me pinning me. So we get in position. Where's Kevin? I don't see Kevin, man. Where's Kevin? I don't know. He's back there talking. I can see him from here. Where's Kevin? He doesn't see us. (laughs) SQ Kev. (laughs) So, like, we sit there, and, like, I I flip him back into the ring hard way. (laughs) And I'm just kind of in my head. I'm going, well, you're screwed because I know how to wrestle. (laughs) You know? And so, like, I start wrestling this guy, and the guy's like, oh, my God, you know how to wrestle. This is awesome. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I know how to work. I can work a match, you know? So then, like, we go, and then finally, I think, like, we did a double down, and the ref had to go back and wake Kevin up and tell him, hey, go interfere. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we do the whole spot again and everything and finally come out there and do all that. We get to the back, and Kevin's like, man, I'm so sorry. I was like, I told you. It was going to last, like, a minute. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Old you know, I thought you'd appreciate that one. <laughs> Well, that's one, one thing you hear in class from Ken. You know, the more people you try to involve in your finish, the more likely you are yes, to mess yes, it up. That's yes, right. Yes. The simpler you can make it, the easier it is, and the more realistic that people will buy into what you're doing. Yep. So. Hey, we got a compliment. Paul says, well, you guys are funny as shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably drunk. Might not really even count. So. Raul agreed with that. So, thank you guys. Did he drunk or yeah? Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I'm gonna say it's because I'm funny. Because I, I think. I'm What's your uh, podcast? We'll let you be yeah, right. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah, we're we're the ratings. Well, so yeah. who've been some guys that um, who's some guys you really enjoyed working with so far in the past four months? Um, getting the opportunity to, you know, try the thing. Mostly, as I've wrestled a lot with. Or against Damone. Mm-hmm. You know, just good friends. You're, you're at enemies. the stage where you're just getting out in front of people, yeah. really, and getting used to it. The, yeah. I've wrestled uh, Dustin Anthony down in Oklahoma, Mississippi, somewhere else that I wrestled. Oh, yeah. yeah you've traveled with um, Poker Face. And yeah, I've traveled, traveled with Poker Eric. Face. I've traveled with Eric Wayne. Okay. Uh, these guys haven't heard the story. I heard a story on KO Radio, and uh, you were driving, and Eric Wayne. Eric Wayne told this story on the KO radio show. I would, if I was Eric Wayne, I'd have just, I wouldn't have told anybody. So since you Damn. said he, he's, he's already, the, the said story's it. out. The story's out. The story's out. I'll share the story. I wasn't going to bring it up because being the, if I was, you know, if it was a Navy story and I went out with the senior guy, <laughs> and what right, happened yeah, happened, right. I wouldn't tell anybody. Right, right. You know, he, yeah, I heard this story. <laughs> I, I the flash paper is yeah, that the, yeah, well, yeah yeah the flash paper. He only talked about the flash paper. He talked about other stuff. He said that poker was just talking a lot, I think. Oh, so he didn't... Okay, so we'll just talk about the flash paper. Yeah, just, <laughs> just, just, just hear what he does, because this is hilarious. Yeah, cut it down to like that little 30-minute segment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get any heat on you. If you don't want to tell a story, you can. Oh, no, it's me, poker, Will Gibson, all drove from Memphis out to Atlanta. And, you know, when we get in the car, you know, those guys... In my first road trip, anything outside of a few hours... I think it's six, seven hours to Atlanta from here. We, you know, we get all our stuff together. Poker sets up his laptop that has eight hours of video wrestling on it, which amazed me. You know, I knew guys talked about wrestling, but I had no 
like real ideal that somebody was going to get into my truck and say, hey, here's my laptop. We're going to watch wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, talk about wrestling. I was like, okay, that makes sense. No, we're going to have us. You're going to drive. I want you to watch wrestling with me. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> I can't. I can kind of watch things on my phone and drive, yeah. but drive and, you know, watch like you guys' laptop. Like a 17 inch right. laptop. Right. <laughs> hey, did you see that? Did you hear what they did? No, I, I missed all of it. There's traffic. Yeah. Well, pay attention to the road. <laughs> yes, poker. Yes, I, I will pay attention. Are you paying it? Are you watching the match? And it was a whole seven hours of, hey, guy, pay attention. Do you know where you're going? I don't, I don't know what to do. Oh, God. Well, poker kept giving Eric a hard time. And, you know, Eric, you know, growing up in the area is a Jerry Lawler fan mm-hmm. and throws fire. Well, Eric has now collected, now can throw fire himself. Uh-huh. Poker starts paying attention and not seeing what Eric's doing. Eric, oh God. you know, kind of nudges me. Pub gets ready and goes, hey, Poker, hit him right in the face. In my car. Oh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Will wakes, you know, Will had kind of fallen asleep over the side. Oh, my God. Up like, what, what's going on? <laughs> and, you know, it woke everybody up and continued to laugh. You, you paying attention? But it was it's a fun trip. Oh, shit. The ability to go down there, work for Robert Gibson. Mm-hmm. You know, I was invited to go back down, ended up pulling my hamstring and not making it uh. to another show. You know, that's is I've been a pretty healthy guy all my life, and I can tell you that four months I've pulled my hamstring – I've got a concussion. Yeah. And I mean, like, and I thought I was a healthy guy. And you just, the struggles of how am I getting hurt in something that I think I'm doing right? You go back and I can watch the match where I got my concussion and it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It's just, just happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And that's, that's the way 90% of the injuries happen. You know, it just happens. I remember getting in the car one night from West Memphis and I was headed back over this way. And I got in the car, and all of a sudden my adrenaline wears off, and I can't breathe. <laughs> I think I like bruised a rib or something, but like I'm I can't breathe, and I'm just like sitting there trying to catch my breath, still parked in the parking lot of the uh, wrestling school there, and I'm just kind of sitting there for a second. And I'm just like, okay, all right, okay, my breath's coming back and everything. And I get down the road, and sure enough, it creeps right back up on me again. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like spray, sprained a rib muscle. or <laughs> I don't know what the hell I did, but I was like, I was driving over the Mississippi River going, <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, God, just please let me make it home tonight, okay? <laughs> One Tuesday morning after practice, you know, we'd practice gut wrench takeovers for oh. two straight hours. Oh, yeah. And you just have somebody wrenching on you. Driving to work Tuesday morning, I feel good. Practice mm-hmm. went. I'm driving and I sneeze. Oh! And all of a sudden, <laughs> my whole si- everything's just. Oh. And I couldn't breathe. Yeah. It took everything I had to. You know, I'm stuck, kind of with my hands in my lap, just <gasps> driving to medical. Going, I think I just I'm dying. I don't know <laughs> what what I did. I'm gonna go. You know, and I walk in. I'm in full uniform. Tippy toe up to the counter. They're like, "What's wrong?" I, go, I can't breathe. I did something to my sides. They're like, "What'd you do?" I sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> Which military people? You sneezed? I yes. Sneezed really I, big. <laughs> it hurts. I can't breathe. Can you help? You know, they sit me down, and you know they take a while. They end up X-raying me, and they just you know somehow I had bruised everything. You know, yeah, from 
both like abdomen walls. And they end up saying, hey, you're good. You can go go back to work if you want. Or you can go home. Here's some Motrin. Here's some water. Walk it off. And I'm still walking out. Go, <gasps> you know, calling Ken saying, hey, I don't think I'm going to make it to practice. And Ken's like, oh, go ahead. Show up. You'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take a couple of bumps. You'll, you'll knock it right out of it's you. It's not tough enough for breaking ground where, you know, you see him. Hey, well, you're kind of hurt. We'll set you to the side. Mm-hmm. Ken will let you come down. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's make sure you're okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I took my first shoulder roll that day. Went to spring up. Yep. He goes, okay, you know what? You're right. Maybe you shouldn't have come to practice. Yeah. I, like, I could have told you that without driving down for an yeah, hour. Yeah, yep. Well, Paul in the chat room asked a really good question. I think. Maybe it's not. I, I think it's a good question. How do Duke's coworkers think when you're limping around at work the day after a match? They just think I'm an idiot. <laughs> they, they either think I'm an idiot or they're like, wow, you know, hey, that's great, you know, for somebody to chase their dream. You know, a lot of people – you know, like you guys wanting to do a podcast, you took the time. You know, there's a lot of work that comes into doing this or being a wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know, there's two two people at work. Hey, you're a moron. Why are you hurting yourself? And two, hey, man, that's the world's most awesome thing. You're setting a great example for all of us here. You're setting an example for your kids or anybody that knows you. Because not a lot of people are going to go out and chase that dream. You know, like mm-hmm. I said, been watching wrestling since I was a kid. Wanted to be a wrestler. Came to a place like Memphis where there is... You know, wrestling, every 20, 30 miles, there's a wrestling show mm-hmm. that you can get on if you have the training, you know, or hopefully you have the training before they let you in to wrestle. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you have the best trainer in the area. I can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. I've heard nothing but good things from yeah. Dan. Mm-hmm. I've talked When I talked to Damone, mm-hmm. nothing but good things. Yeah. Ken, Ken is, bottom line, he's the best trainer in the area. There's no... There's no doubt about it. I see the results of it mm-hmm. whenever I go to an MEW show. And the one, the only other one that I would really compare him to isn't training people anymore. Who's that? So that was that would be uh, Kevin and Gary White, hmm. the Whites out of Jackson. I think I think they're in Henderson, Jackson area somewhere. But uh, they they <coughs> basically stopped training because they basically said there wasn't any any place to send anybody anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Ho- and hopefully this is a resurgence. I hope so. I mean, you know. It's, we yeah. need we need a there there needs to be a competi- a competition going on uh you know between two wrestling companies it really needs to be you know what well, just meant the like local indie scene yeah memphis was such a hotbed yeah for wrestling i feel like though it's saturated right now with too many wrestling shows really you know? um, I mean, mew and rswf and sgwa and you know you know, just there's too there's too much going on. There's yeah. too much going on. You know, and then <laughs> of course I'm back to the point where, you know, when I wrestled, there was no companies in Memphis. <laughs> there was nothing. I had to drive two hours to Dyersburg, or you know, two hours over into Arkansas to get to anything. You know, to wrestle. Oh. Nothing happening in Memphis, and then all of a sudden I quit wrestling, and then there was like six companies open up in Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is this is awesome having so much interaction in our chat room. Raul says the weirdest thing mm-hmm. is that it's a great marketing tool for military recruiting. Kids need a hero, and Duke is a hero, both military and as a wrestler. Dual awesomeness. <laughs> wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be great to work that into a promo? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You want to join the Navy? Come and come, come and talk to me, kids, after the show. <laughs> <laughs> Like when I was watching Rusev come up in the WWE and they were calling out military people, you know, I made sure I applied, you know, got on. Hey, I'm real. No shit. Navy chief. You know, I'll put on my blues. 
and I'll let Rusev put me in whatever, you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it gets me in the ring, you know, right, to say, right. hey, I made it into a WWE ring, you know, for whatever. I don't care, but, yeah, it, it's something that, you know, some of the guys that I work with and everything use it as a tool. And, like I said, as I use it as something when I'm talking to junior sailors because I'm in charge of detailing people throughout the country, mm-hmm. you know, hey, well, just because you go somewhere that isn't typical, you know, like not a lot of people know there's a – big navy base here we have over three thousand sailors right people don't know about it right so when coming here you know i take the positive when i tell somebody you know hey i wanted to be a wrestler i took that here when i worked in colorado springs they have a lot of semi-pro football teams up there that work with the denver broncos i was able to work that into something that i did during shore duty cool that all these things you know you can always take a positive no matter where you you know colorado springs is another location that no one goes hey the navy's in colorado springs it's pretty uh yeah that, that ocean that's right there yeah same, same with memphis you know we come right up to mississippi so mm-hmm. actually funny story long time ago i went up to buffalo new york for a friend's wedding and we crash end up crashing a class reunion and i started talking to this girl and i was like yeah i was here this year that year blah 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 and then <laughs> And she's like, I just don't remember you going to school here. He's like, yeah, my dad was in the military, so we had to go all the way, move to Memphis. He's like, she's like, Memphis? Like, yeah, Memphis. And I got, uh, yeah, it ended up going nowhere. You got- <laughs> I didn't get it. I got Nothing happened. <laughs> Nothing happened. But that was, I, it, it was fun. Again, I was there. You were there for that. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're there for all of his failures. Yeah. <laughs> You shouldn't bring him around anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> whatever you do, don't, well, don't mar- bring Mike with you. You're yeah, gonna I'm fail. I'm married now, <laughs> so it's yeah. all good. It's all good. Well, let's take a quick break and we come back. You, can you stick around more? Yeah, I'd like I'd like to talk to about NXT and okay. the other big stuff. So let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Still with us. Surprisingly, he hasn't run out yet because we've scared him. Duke Warfield is still here. We. This is so awesome. I'm having a blast. I hope you're having fun. Uh, I'm having a blast. And plus, I'm not smart enough to figure out how to get my way out of here. So, <laughs> there's a window over there. <laughs> as long as I get flat, it'll be fine if I jump out. That's right. right? Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> the just, major rule. Just, just, just land on the truck. Yeah, yeah. You can't miss it. It's bright yellow. Yeah. Got a big, nice yellow target out there. Well, guys, WWE, they've been in the slumps, I think, for the past couple of months. This week... They've just nailed it. They pulled it out with two great shows. TLC yeah. was awesome. Raw was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and NXT. Did you get to see NXT this week? I did not, but I've seen clips of it. That crowd. And the freaking Asuka and Emma match. They, what I saw of that, that was amazing. It was a great match. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, they were really worried about the women's division when the uh, three of the four horsewomen left, but I mm-hmm. think it's still in good hands. Emma and Asuka tore the house down. Dana Brooke was great, I thought, at ringside, yep. you know, playing the perfect role. I mean, it was just, I don't know, I can't compliment that show enough. I mean, yeah. from top to bottom, I thought the card was great. Yep. Um, Freaking TLC, though, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you read our, you listen, go back and listen to last week's episode. We were, go- we were just bombed. We were totally <laughs> bummed about this show. <laughs> I, I was so we, shit. We, like we were like, this, this is going to be shit. We know this is going to be shit. This is going to suck ass, you know? We spent like eight minutes on it. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were just, we were, we, we were all figuring this is going to be a holding pattern until Royal Rumble, right. you know? And they were going to correct everything at Royal Rumble, but you know they walked out and they corrected everything at TLC. They're getting a little and momentum upwards. Yeah, I think. And 
title change on Raw. That shocked. Well, how actually, how often? How long ago has it been since we had a title change on one Raw? One thing that pissed me off during that match. Okay. Fucking commentary did it again. Oh. How are you going to have a guy in a match for his job mm-hmm. and say, "Oh, he's going to be on ESPN tomorrow night too, folks"? Yeah. Why the hell would you <laughs> say that? <laughs> I mean, it's it just. Oh God. It just doesn't make sense. And Byron Saxon does not need to be at any main roster commentating table. No, Corey Graves needs to Corey come Corey Graves, and, they need Corey Graves on, at, think, on main roster commentary. They really do. I'd, and I'd get rid of Colin JBL as well. I'd bring, um, I'd bring up Corey and Renee. I'm not totally sold that Cole and JBL are the problem. I really am not. JB, I think JBL is part of the problem. JBL may be part of the problem, but it's more... He's more of a person who starts cracking inside jokes. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you can't do that. You can't do that. You know, I mean, it's one. It, and you know, I get it. You're sitting there for three hours at a commentator's table trying to f- think of something to talk about. <laughs> yeah. You know, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm a wrestling commentator. Hey, there's a match happening right in front of me. How about I talk about yeah. that? You know, I can't go about an hour <laughs> without peeing. I don't know how they do it all through. There's got to be like. Empty bottles or something underneath the table over there. (laughs) They've always got the Mountain Dew bottles. That's right. They're always full. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, The Dudleys or Team Extreme versus the Wyatts. Wyatts finally got a pay per view. The Wyatts won a pay per view for the first time (laughs) in like ever. I I couldn't believe it. And was it they put Strowman? Strowman put someone through the table to finish the put match. Bubba, he put yeah. Bubba Ray yeah. through the table. Yeah. Choke slammed that, it through it. Yeah, that yeah. tease too. When I was like, they're not gonna. They're, I, well, I knew, I knew there's no way that they were gonna light a light table. No, I knew no. it. I, I was like, there's no way it's gonna happen. But nah. still, the tease for it, I thought was yeah. incredible. The freaking Salida del Sol off the top of the ladder. How best that, move of the night. That's, oh, yeah. I'd, ca- I'd call that move of the year. <laughs> I'd call that move of the year, man. I, I ran out to the living room. And my wife's not a huge wrestling fan, but I made her come in. Watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be amazed. Yeah. And then she's like, you're not doing that. Yeah. No, yeah. no. <laughs> I didn't say watch me do it. You know, because like I said, I had gotten a concussion. She goes, are, are, did they get a concussion? They know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, babe, you win. I'm not jumping off a ladder like that. Yeah. <laughs> and kudos to Jimmy or Jay, whoever took that. Yeah. And oh, yeah. then there was a senton bomb while he was still laying on the ladder. Yeah. You know, holy shit. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was a heck of a match to start that show. Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. the, the Reigns-Sheamus uh, match was awesome, too. Yeah, there was, was good. There was so many false finishes in that, and I, and I honestly believed when – when Shame when Sheamus got super punched off the ladder and went through the table, I thought that was the end of the match right there. Right. I really did. I was like, "Oh, are they about to fix it?" Yeah. <laughs> you know. Now, should the should they have opened up the match with that or the card with that ladder match for the world title? No, for the tag team titles. For the tag team should titles, should that have been a first match? Mm. Me, I would have put that probably in the middle of the card. Maybe put. Uh, Probably Owens and Ambrose to open up the card, get the crowd that get the crowd going there because it's hard to. Well, no, Owens and Ambrose is a title change. You don't you don't want to book your card like that. Um, you want to you want a tone setter for the night. You know, um, man, if that's your tone setter. That's a hard that's that, hard to it, follow. And it was a hard yeah. match to follow. It really was. I mean, your your tone setter for the night was the triple threat. So, you know, 
they showed they showed off. They did the Salida del Sol off the top of the ladder. They did all those moves on the ladder and everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, it got the people going. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no title change there, but it no. got the people going. Right. You know? So, and that was another surprise. Yeah, uh, freaking uh, Ambrose winning the Intercontinental title. I'm not happy about that. Well, you can well, be. You can be. Not happy would come, and the Usos would come out and help. Yeah. Yeah. Being yeah, for, a fraction that's together. Was, that's what I've been saying for like the last two or three shows. I'm like, here's this faction, this heel faction that comes out and they mess at the end of the match. Where's the face faction to counteract the heel faction? Call, name the family. Right. Yeah, you, you say you guys are going to party if you win the title. Yeah. Did you start partying, Dean, and you forgot? I know uh, yeah. you're a lunatic. <laughs> that's, and you couldn't remember where you were at. You just, eh. Yeah. So I'll, I'll find you. You're going to go be on ESPN or something. So I'm not going to worry about you the rest of the night. Right. But, you know, and I don't. I don't know why, but they they logic kind of flies out the window in these instances lately. You know. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And I've. I think. I think some people have been. You know. Even asking. I saw somebody ask uh, Jr. about it. You know. And Jr. Even replied. You know. He's just like. You know. If they explain it, it's one thing. If they don't, then you know they're just expecting you to guess at it you know right and they're storytellers they're supposed to be telling us a story mm-hmm. what are they telling us if the family doesn't show up and help fight off the league of nations and see what i was what i was hoping they would do is you know they'd cut to the back or at least on raw they would say okay you know barrett didn't come out and help them because he was in the back and he jumped dean ambrose that's right. why dean ambrose couldn't come out right but they that, they didn't a, even try anything like that that's brilliant yeah see <laughs> Why are you or, not working right for Barrett, Barrett leaned something up against the door of their locker room or something. Right. You know, had, yeah. a, had, yeah. a far, had a forklift parked in front of their <laughs> and door. Then, or and something. then they could have just said, you know, the Usos were beat up from their match and right. they couldn't make it out. That, but well, yeah, they, that makes they sense. They addressed now that nothing. Yeah. 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 Well, it goes back to do you remember when um, Ambrose kept saying, like, Seth Rollins, you will not cash in? I'm not. <laughs> if, if, as long as I'm alive. As long as I'm here. You're not you going to cash, cash in. in. They didn't mention it at all when Seth finally. Like the, just in WrestleMania, yeah. 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 They should just. Dean's not here to stop him. Dean's not here to stop him. And but you now that totally got thrown out the window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What y'all think of Charlotte and Paige? Uh, I did not like the fact that Charlotte started doing her old man's moves. Hmm. I didn't like that. You know, she did the whole face bump thing where she got yeah. she got yeah. beat up and then all of a sudden she took a face <laughs> bump just like just like Daddy. You know, and uh, there was one other thing I think she did that reminded me of him. But I was I was on one of our uh, threads in one of the private groups that I'm part of and everything. And uh, <laughs> I kept I kept uh, like, you know, I, all right, she's going to do she's going to flip over the top rope and, uh, you know, roll out to the floor. <laughs> or or, or uh, she's going to blade next, you know. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. Let me catch up with some stuff in the chat room. George says they needed the triple threat early to keep people awake during the Del Rio and Rusev matches. Damn, yeah, yeah. That is hardcore. I, I, <laughs> I didn't even watch the Del Rio match. I thought it wasn't I, bad. I took my dogs outside during that match. <laughs> oh, I did. I'm, these I was guys... surprised by um, Swagger. I was surprised. By what, why were you surprised? He didn't show really any ring rust, you know. I I know he probably works shows like Superstars and stuff like that, and still, you know, just stay in the fold and everything. But as far as him not being on TV for a long time, main TV. Well, he's still. I think he's been on main event. Yeah. Um, well, he he showed zero ring rust. You know. Well, yeah. The psychology. The, the psychology of the match was great. Yeah. The psychology of it. 
But it was just the fact that the Del Rio <laughs> swagger things kind of played out before this, you know. So I think you know it was almost like going back to like Cena Orton twenty three <laughs> or something, you know. <laughs> Orton, uh, Orton, Orton Sheamus, so many times. <laughs> Orton Sheamus, Cena Orton, you know. Tilo thirty four says Duke is the man. Man is in all capitals. <laughs> um, Paul says Del Rio needs to stop putting on the spray tan. Del Rio, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised none of that. I'm not even sure that's spray tan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to say. He's a natural color, unlike Christian when he used to come out looking like a carrot. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to be happy he looks a natural skin tone. Yeah. Friggin so, I've been impressed with Del Rio since he's come back. I, I know I know Mike hates him. It's not that I hate, I'm just completely indifferent. Like when he comes on TV, I'm just. I, I'm glad he got to go rid find of the, something to eat. I'm glad he got rid of the whole coming out in a car. The the Mexican JBL gimmick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm glad he got away from that. And he's just coming out. Um, it's interesting how they're doing this whole how Jack Swagger was fighting for Zeb. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Zeb and turned Zeb was <laughs> and Zeb's gone. Yeah. yeah, Zeb turned his back on you. Where's Zeb? I don't see Zeb anywhere. But other overall TLC fantastic show. Yeah, uh, entertaining from get to Raw and the biggest news. Roman. Uh, uh, when was the last time we saw a title change hands? A world title. Exactly. Change hands on Raw. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought they were going to do the dusty finish. like Even an intercontinental title or anything like that. Right. When's the last time you saw that change on Raw? But I thought they were going to do the dusty finish, the whole, like, oh, well, he won by DQ, so I guess his job is safe. But mm. He's still not the champion. Right? Yeah, right. But him throwing the old <clears> – who knew that a 70-year-old man could bring Raw back? Yeah. You know, <laughs> just when yeah. you think – Ratings are down. <laughs> Vince Bra- shows up. I saw. <laughs> and it's exactly and what happens. And that walk, man. He I still saw, has the walk. I saw a meme that had him. Uh, it had like the ratings results or something for Raw in the top of it, and then it had his him like smiling evilly down below it. <laughs> and then it said, it said, "I brought ratings up twenty five percent." Well, George in the chat room asks, "What do you guys think of TLC matches, tables, ladders, etc. type matches versus matches where in-ring psychology and storytelling are the main focus? Which do you prefer?" I'd rather see a wrestling match over it, or like on a night like that that you have one match that's a TLC, not a whole card, because then the specialty of seeing it kind of goes away by the end of the show. You started off with a ladder match for the title, you end it with a ladder match for the title. People are going to compare the two. Mm-hmm. But if you have your card of six or seven matches and just the title match is a ladder thing, you know, it's kind of like when TNA does their lockdown mm-hmm. and everything's inside of a cage. Right. Oh, yeah. You get you just get bored of seeing it. I mean, they did a good job. I don't think I've ever watched a TLC pay-per-view before. Mm-hmm. So I was impressed. I wanted to make sure because you guys do the review. It's like, well, I got to watch it to make sure I don't show yeah. up. I'm just sitting here going, yeah, I, I know who Ric Flair is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know. He, he was in the ladder match, right? I've heard of that guy before. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. like, What if you have the Survivor Series? Should every match, like the old days when everything was a Survivor Series elimination match? I lo- you know, I don't know what Survivor Series it was, but you remember they did a Survivor Series where all the teams that won went on at the end yeah yeah and mm-hmm. i i've never seen him do it since yeah but every year in my mind i'm like oh this is going to be the year they bring that back please wwe mm-hmm. because I, to me something like that's more interesting than how many times you want to see somebody get hit in the face with a chair right or fall off a lot you know well i just i just like to bring back uh you know the pay-per-view we had last year 
tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that one. I don't remember that one. <laughs> no, it was it was Big Show and yeah. was it Big Show and Rusev? B- or I a Big Show and somebody else. Big, big Show and somebody, and yeah. they included stairs because it was a stairs match where they yeah. got to use the the ring steps. Yeah, they had to use the ring steps. You know, they kept, wow. they brought out like six steps of ring st- six six sets of ring steps or something like that. <laughs> but they actually listed it as tables, ladders, chairs, and, and stairs. stairs, and stairs. Uh, you got to continuously want. You know, that's the worst. You know, a hard thing for the WWE, I'm sure, is that continue to one up everything that somebody's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you know, Shawn Michaels, Scott Hall were able to have just a ladder match, and it was a tone setter that no one else had ever seen. Right. Well, now the. You know, they continue to add to it. It can only get harder for them to entertain everybody. It's some, uh, something that kind of bothers me, and like you mentioned, they started with a ladder match, ended with a ladder match. But when you look at the card, those were supposed to be two different matches. One was a ladder match. One was a TLC match. Right. But they're the same exact thing. Well, right. it's just yeah. like all the you know the street fight, the street fight, and the no DQ, Q. and every. I mean, like we're voting for the same damn thing. We're not stupid, right. Vince. Right, but I don't see why you name them differently. Obviously, might be a little stupid. Well, I'm gonna vote. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think street fights better. They might go in the street. Like it's. I love to bring this up because when we're all came to Memphis, it was like your choices are no DQ match, falls count anywhere, or a Memphis street fight. Then it was like Bill Street Brawl. Yeah, Bill Street (laughs) Brawl. Like, which one do you think we're gonna vote for? Just go ahead and make that the match. I did enjoy seeing uh, seeing uh, or no. Seeing Christian get kicked by Seamus through a drum set. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, was <laughs> remember a, that. he was holding up a drum, and the boot went right through the drum and hit, hit Christian. Uh, Paul in the chat room. Let's catch up a little bit here. Uh, let, hold on, let me go scroll. First, George. I feel like too many wrestlers focus on high spots rather than tr- telling truly telling a story. As a fan, I'm less invested. Which is case in point. That's why I don't like the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. You can go out there and fly around and be daredevils and stuff. You're not still not telling a tor- story. Yes, right. we get it. You're athletic kids. You know you like to super kick people. But um, Paul asks, which wrestler would you guys like to see come back? I'm going to say means come back to the WWE because that's what we're talking about. Mike, you know my pick, Kurt, Kurt Angle. Angle. Yeah, <laughs> Kurt Angle, absolutely. <laughs> Dan, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Which wrestler would you like? Would you guys like to see come back? Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Yeah. Duke. Which his his contract's up in. What a couple months. He's not. I, I just and he's he's out with injury until right, his right. contract's up. So, I mean, and he's pretty much announced he's he's done with TNA once the contract's up. Right. But he's not retiring. He's not retiring. I still don't think he's going to end up. Unfortunately, he's not going to end yeah. up back in the WWE. Dude? Jeff Jarrett. See Jeff him Jarrett come back and finish his career. That you know, because he's done a lot, and it might not. You know, and I I don't know what he did when he left and why he's never come back and why he's continue you know made tna now global force mm-hmm. but the stuff he was doing with the intercontinental title and owen and china yeah. and all that stuff i don't think vince was just ever a fan of jeff jarrett and i don't know why <laughs> i could sorry i gotta interrupt for a second because i gotta go back to your point about uh top rope high spots and stuff like that because I, I shared this earlier it was kayfabe news Scientists confirm top rope attacks more devastating with a bunch of flippy dippy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Stone Cold was on Tough Enough, like the very first season of Tough Enough, and he was talking to Josh, who was a little smaller guy, so you know he's going to do a lot more flying cross bodies and stuff. And yeah. you still have to have a psychology to it. You just can't go out nah, there and yeah. 
yeah. corkscrew over the top rope and everything yeah. like that. That's why I'm not a fan of the Young Bucks. Yeah. People and people can jump on me for that. I'm not a fan of the Young Bucks. Yeah. But you have one of their cups. Yeah, you got a cup. You're man. like a major fan. I didn't like, know this was a Young Buck. I thought it was just a power bomb. Now that's the Young Bucks on there. No, I I thought it was power bomb because I have the same thing. And see. yeah, it is the Young Bucks on there, but it's Bullet Club. Yeah, it's power bomb. It's PWG. Yeah. So yeah. It, it just happened that those two were the two that took a good picture that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't know how Russell Cray decides what they're going to put in there. It's a right. fun box. Yeah, oh yeah, they it's get a great every box. month. Yeah. But and me and Duke, man, we both got the little John Cena action yeah. figure. Yeah. My son loved it, and I think he might have bit his head off and said, I can't see him, Dad. So <laughs> <laughs> it was a great little game me and my 18-month-old played with. But. Uh, Raul in the chat room says, I think we need better storylines and old-fashioned grudges and feuds like Stone Cold versus Vince, which I think it, where, is it going to be now Reigns versus Vince with what they did last week? Probably. Yeah, it's what it's seeming like. Then that'll set up probably Reigns and Triple H. At, yep. For the know. title? I don't think Triple H goes Maybe. for the title again. And see, you're talking about kayfabe again, you know. See, like, he went out, Triple H got the hell beat out of him by Reigns with the chair and all that stuff, getting speared and <laughs> through the table and everything. And the next night, the next day, not even within 24 hours, he's tweeting a picture of himself in London getting ready for NXT. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, but he, cut, he opened up with a great promo. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I know I got my ass beat the other night, but I was not going to get here and miss this show. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he did. He kept kayfabe alive yeah. a little bit <laughs> Not but, a uh, single bruise, not a single thing of him, you know, like, oh, 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 God, oh, I, yeah. I oh. actually laughed out loud, though, on Raw when Stephanie was talking about how, you know, Roman Reigns beat her poor defenseless husband. Yeah. Triple H That's, is yeah. defenseless. Yeah. He's now officially defenseless. Yeah. If he's in a suit, he's he's nothing. Yeah, that's basically what she's saying. He hasn't been in the ring in nine months. What was it WrestleMania when he wrestled Sting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. K- now he's poor and defenseless, <laughs> and he beat Sting too. Yeah. Oh, son of a. That's, I still am sore about that one too. <laughs> uh, let's see. My poor defenseless husband who beat Sting in the ring nine months ago. <laughs> Roman you know, needs. Like, George. If I was, if I was, if I was booking or writing, I'd I'd have like Triple H to like walk up behind her and go, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I like Roman not working the mic as much, you know, just, just kick ass. Yeah. Let Vince do the promo work. Stephanie, let, Stephanie's a tremendous heel. Let her do the promo work. Oh yeah. George in the chat room says Roman needs Vince to carry the promos in order to stay over. I can agree to that. He also said he'd like to see Gail Kim return to WWE and actually get to perform. I'm Gail Kim was so underrated. Have you heard the story about Vince and how Gail Kim got signed? No. Okay. <laughs> Jim Ross was trying to sell... Him on Vince on Gail Kim. He's like, oh, I don't know. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think it'll work. And I promise you, from what I've read, it's a true story. Jim Ross said, "Well, there's a lot of Asian people love Asian porn." <laughs> and Vince's like, "Really? People love Asian porn? Well, get her in here." <laughs> <laughs> so the reason Gail Kim got a job in the WWE originally is because Vince thought the Asian porn market would bring him a lot more viewers. <laughs> And the so fact that Jim Ross work. knew that. Yeah, well, Jim, I think Jim Ross just made something up just to tell Vince <laughs> to get it. Because he really want, cause Gail Kim was a hell of a worker. It should be great to see come back. Yeah. yeah. So. And she's doing great in TNA. Yeah. I mean. Well, they actually, you know, book their women as wrestlers. Right. And yeah. TNA, which they're. 
doing better about. Did you see Becky? But uh, I guess they had to do what you want for Christmas pictures mm-hmm. for the WWE, and <laughs> Becky Lynch's had a little sign that says, I want a tag team partner that won't turn on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, I'll do that one. Did you see Sasha Banks, though? What uh, she wanted to w- said women's championship. women's championship. Yeah, not Divas title like Paige said. She wants the women's championship. That would be so awesome if they got rid of that freaking <coughs> butterfly belt. Yes, and I agree. The women's I agree. Title. You know, even with a redesign <coughs> where it was even just less butterfly <laughs> And and I'm at the point now where I want the Intercontinental and U.S. titles merged into a TV title. Mm, no, I don't okay, think drop I the U.S. title or turn the U.S. title into a TV title. And keep the IC belt. I'd rather just see them split the show. Split you the want the brand game. split. And why, you know. Yeah. You that, I think we'd benefit from a brand nine split. Nine hours of the same show, Monday and that, Thursday. That's a very good point. Bring both the time. You know, where's the big gold belt? As yeah. 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 That, yeah. yeah. The, da- the same belt David Arquette held. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You got to bring that up. You got to yeah. bring that up. Yeah. Well, Vince Russo was on st- um, Jim Ross's podcast this week. Yeah, I, I heard some clips of that. Yeah, you know the clip that pissed me off, don't you? I probably didn't hear that clip. <laughs> what clip what are we talking about? Oh, Kevin Owens. Okay. Oh, him talking about Kevin Owens being fat. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're the reason. You're one of the reasons WCW is gone now. Yeah. <laughs> You booked David Arquette as a world heavyweight yep. championship. Champion. You tried to get some guy named The Wall over. Mm-hmm. Well, how can you comment on Kevin Owens? <laughs> you, 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 just, tr- you just made a play on words and you don't even realize it. I, you I tried guess. to get The Wall over, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. But, like, who else? There's, oh, there's someone else that popped in my mind. You tried to turn Jim Duggan heel by having him join Team Canada. What do you know about... Re- <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right? With that styrofoam... Yeah. Yeah. At the end, and Luger changing his broken arm in between commercial breaks. Exactly. <laughs> this is like, the stuff he did at the end of WCW. Right. Was horrible. I mean, I don't know enough about it other than the fan point of view of I was a huge <sighs> WCW guy. Mhm. And then Russo came. Mhm. I don't know who you are Russo, but I don't appreciate anything you did. <laughs> you no. know. The, one of the nails in the coffin when they brought him in. Yeah, Let's was. do a quick rest, Memphis wrestling moment here. What's yeah, the one picked out already? No. No? You're going to flip through and random? This is one of my favorite parts of the show. <laughs> you like I this part? To, well, I get to learn something about Memphis wrestling. There you go. Let's see. What's today's date? Today is what? 17th? And they've, they've opened up a lot of USWA and uh, CWA and Mid-South Wrestling on the network. On oh, the network now, now yeah. 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 All right. Um, we are going to December 15th, 1980. I wasn't even born yet. We had it was actually at the Mid South Coliseum. Main event: Southern Tag Team Title Match: Guy Mitchell and Roger Kirby with Jimmy Hart versus Tommy Wildfire Rich and Bill Dundee. Wildfire's not in there, but I know that's his name, so yeah, I added yeah. it because that's <laughs> yeah. I'm, that, I'm that smart. Mark, we'll, we'll, we'll trust you. <laughs> uh, Carl Fergie versus the Dream Machine with Jimmy Hart. Looky there, a manager with multiple clients on a show. There Who would have thought? Uh, Billy they were probably all in the first family at the time. Billy Robinson versus Robert Gibson. Yeah, Robert Gibson. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah, Robert yeah, Gibson, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. We're, we're familiar. <laughs> yeah. The Boogie Woogie Man, Handsome Jimmy Valiant, baby. Dirk Merced Daddy versus Coco Ware. Bobby Eaton and the Angel versus Tony Charles and Rick Morton. And Sonny King versus Bill Irwin. 
And let's find which one is these. I think it's that one. I think it's the first one he pulled that Lawler wasn't on the card. Yeah, it's probably just. <laughs> well, it doesn't look like he was on it the week before either. Maybe he was just nursing an injury or, you know. There was a stint where he broke his leg where he got gorilla pressed over the top rope and into an announce table and he broke his leg and he was out for a good long while. All right. It could have been one of those instances. <laughs> so the article for the results, losers retain tag team titles. And last night's featured match at the Mid-South Coliseum, Tommy Rich and Bill Dundee won by disqualification over Roger Kirby and Guy Mitchell. But the losers retain their Southern tag team titles. Another bout staged before 2,789 people. Sonny, or 270, whatever fans. Sonny King defeated Bill Irwin. Bobby Eaton and the Angel won by disqualification over Tony Charles and Ricky Morton. Coco Ware won by disqualification over Jimmy Valiant. Billy Robinson defeated Robert Gibson, and the Dream Machine defeated Carl Fergie. This book, this book is amazing. This yeah. is like the best twenty bucks and I've ever spent. Like, <laughs> and that's like only one. Yeah, I need to of what he has. And it, and it's and it's 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 signed. Yeah. Mark James signed. Mark James signed. Mark James signed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll show you that. I'll show you. That. <laughs> when we get done, well, guys, that's all I've got for this week. Um, anything else? Um, I I was thinking on the way over here about you know, because I I know the, I know we talked about off and on and about what WWE could do really to start, you know, bringing it back and bringing back that you know that um, feeling that they always had with all of their shows and everything. And I, th- I started realizing I like to be surprised, you know? Mm-hmm. I like to be surprised by their show. But to be surprised, I have to stay off of social media. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. That's, that's true. You have to stay off the so, internet. Yeah, but what, I'm, what, what I constantly see, though, is... All of you know what they what they consider dirt sheets and stuff like that. You know, WrestleZone dot com and everything. All you got to do is one trip on there, and you know what's happening for the next six months. You know, oh yeah, yeah. Well, as far as like NXT, as far as SmackDown, mm-hmm. I mean the NXT tapings they went they taped those like two or three weeks in advance. Yeah, yeah. Before, but that. I mean, I'm not even talking about like already taped spoilers. Mm. I'm talking about like Yo, somebody's in plans. somebody's yeah. in backstage and is getting info and right. is putting it on the internet, you know? And I think like the only way that you can get that feeling back is put it, you know, put your, put your thumb on that, you know? Yeah. If I had a suggestion to give Vince directly, I'd be like, find out who's leaking the damn info on the internet and put a stop to it. Shove a burrito in his throat. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Do what you got to do, man. (laughs) So, but no, I just feel like, you know, if there's somebody out there and they're leaking the storylines for the next year. Right. Find out who it is. Get the hell, get them the hell out of the backstage, you know? I mean, it's hard to keep a secret, but when... When you go out and you make a show like Walking Dead, you know, everybody signs a contract that says they're sworn to secrecy. Yeah. And if they, you know, I'm sure to a point, you know, like if they leak something or something like that, it's like, guess who's dying in the next episode, (laughs) bitch? (laughs) (laughs) You know? So, I I I mean, you know, you, you, you see where I'm going with it, you know? I mean, right. You know, 
bring back kayfabe to an extent, right? To the point where you cut the internet well, off like, and, from and, being backstage. And, well, and you know? think about it like this: you just saw someone going through a grueling match, and then you see a Twitter or a tweet they put up or an Instagram of them working out the next day. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe tell your folks, you know, have your social media account, but you know, after maybe a TLC match, you probably should they don't l- don't let them see you work out. Work out, please. <laughs> <laughs> within within thirty minutes. Of the end of TLC, I went on the internet and I saw a picture of Roman Reigns standing next to Sheamus backstage. Yep. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that too. Mm. You know. Yeah, you can't within yeah. thirty minutes of the pay per view ending because I'm like scrolling through and I'm seeing what everybody thinks about the pay per view and what everybody thought and what they saw and what you know because everybody has different views and they see different things than I do and everything. But like I'm scrolling through and all of a sudden there's Sheamus and Reigns on my newsfeed looking at one another going. Man, that was such a great match, buddy. You know, <laughs> yeah. bring back some vestiges, whatever you can, yeah. of kayfabe. You know, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna meet up like that backstage, at least go into like a room or something like that, you know, where nobody else can see you. you well, know? let me ask you this: When was the last time you were truly surprised at like something you saw on Raw? Um, I, I've got one moment in my head right off the bat on on WWE in general. I was very surprised to see Roman Reigns come back. I mean, Del Roman Rio. Reigns, Del Rio yeah. come back. I'm that was a good one. That, that was, was, was going to be what that I was, was saying. That was a bombshell because about all the smack talk that he did about WWE is racist and everything like that, and here they were. Here's a million and a half dollar contract for the year. Oh, my buddies, <laughs> where have you been? You know. So <laughs> there's a, the moment I think of when I think of surprising turns, and Mike, I texted you this night. They announced who the um, host for WrestleMania was going to be, and you see a woman get out of a car. Mm-hmm. Then the music hits. If you smell, I'm like, yeah, yeah. holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, that was a good surprise. Uh, George says Kevin Owens' debut surprised him. That was a gr- that was a good one too when he came out. Yeah, for the yeah. Cena challenge. But yeah, I, I, I like that thought. Yeah, you the, know, the Dell, and that wasn't even on Raw. That was on a pay per view. It was on the pay per view. No, yeah. Kevin Owens. He came no, 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 out Del Rio. Del, Del Rio. Rio. Del Rio. Mine was Del Rio. Del Rio. So yeah. yeah, I that one that was the last time I was genuinely surprised. You know. Cause it, was, it was. It was just out of the blue. You know, Del, Del Rio was the last person that, I yeah, thought was going to be there. Yeah. I'm the same. I was the same way. The, he <clears> was the last person. Because we were all thinking it was going to be, we predicted it was going to be somebody from NXT getting brought up. When yeah. was the last time you were generally surprised, Duke? I don't, I don't watch enough Raw. You mm-hmm. know, Samoa Joe when he came out That's, to NXT. That was another good one. Like, James Storm. Kind of already. James Storm. James Storm was huge. Yeah, because yeah. it's pre-taped, like you said. You know, mm-hmm. I had heard that he had done it. And you kind of watch it, you're like, okay, where's James? So the fact that it took two, three weeks, yeah, it still surprised me, even though I knew it was going to happen. But watching those TNA guys show up at NXT, and it looks like it helps them out moving to the main roster, like or it has Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. So how many times can you think of a WW or a WCW guy that showed up and they taped differently than the WWE? Mm-hmm. That difference, and now they get that training down at NXT. And they transition smoothly because Kevin Owens doesn't look like he's having any problems. No, up no, on the no, main I, roster. No. I loved what they did with Kevin Owens this week. I loved it. Him coming out. He came out and leveled both guys during <laughs> the took, Intercontinental match. He, pa- yeah. he did a pump up power bomb mm-hmm. on Ambrose. Then he took Ziggler and did a power bomb and power bomb Ziggler onto Ambrose. Nice. And I mean, it made mm-hmm. him look strong. He did cut a strong promo after it. Mm-hmm. They may have had finally clicked on how to use Kevin Owens. Dang. And not maybe have your commentators make fun of his weight. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I can only think about the one time I got made fun of for my weight, and I snapped back at the fan and broke his heart. Because <laughs> 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 I was like, I did. I went to uh, to Selmer, and like I'm standing on the ring apron, and <laughs> this guy, you know, I I was I was I wasn't overweight, but I I was noticeably had a gut, you know, and <laughs> this guy goes. Why don't you eat another cheeseburger? And I looked down at him. I was like, I'm going to at your mama's house tonight. Oh. <laughs> and he goes, my mama's dead. <laughs> oh, man. that! Oh, I bet you fell for like, that one. I'm going to the other side of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, as we like to end every show, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, guys, I ask you this. Who is your Superstar of the Week? You should answer first this time. Why do I have to? I, I, I called the question. Yeah, no, that's why you should answer it. I'm gonna go Duke Warfield. Okay, I'm gonna go Roman Reigns. That's who I was gonna go with, but I'm gonna go with Vince. Vince, because he came go. back and he still has that walk. <laughs> go with uh, Finn Balor. Finn the, Balor, the yeah. Show, so. That's I think that's the first time we've had Finn Balor as Superstar of the Week. That was awesome. He, him and Joe tore it down, man. Yeah. And I love that. Um, not Grim Reaper, but. The demon that he just—he did it, but he did the English serial killer, John the Ripper, Jack, Jack the Ripper, Jack, Jack, the, Ripper. Jack, Jack the, Ripper. the Ripper. Yeah, I love the top hat, man. He, he yeah. Ooh. can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait to see. There's two interests I can't wait to see on Raw: Bailey's and Finn Balor's. Well, yeah. you, you don't know what yeah. Finn Balor entrance you're gonna get. I right. can't wait to see Vin, Finn Balor come out at WrestleMania. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. that'll if, be if awesome. If they do that much for Finn doing an NXT pay per view. Hopefully he gets the Triple H treatment at WrestleMania. Yeah. We're getting some superstars of the week from our chat room. McCallo E. Do you know that? McCallo. McCallo. Yeah. Um, Duke Warfield is his superstar of the week, so you've got two votes. There you go. Um, Oscar, George says Asuka. Asuka. That Asuka, woman yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone on that show, on that NXT show, is awesome. Yeah. I can't <laughs> believe George didn't say Sasha. Well, uh, Raul. He probably didn't watch the pre. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he didn't watch the pre-show. <laughs> I'm sure George did not miss that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> just, just like you haven't missed Emma's cooking show. Hey. <laughs> Raul says Duke. Uh, Paul says Duke is the shit. George says Finn has to feud with Kane whenever he debuts. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're going to get out of here. Thank you so much for joining us in our chat room, giving George some people to. Talk to George says Sasha's singing ruined her this week. Uh-oh. Wow, he had something oh. bad to say about oh. her. That, that was horrible booking. Like, don't make Team Bad like just the women version of New Day. Let them do their own thing. Well, I didn't understand Team Bad at the pay per view when they were in the back watching the match. I don't know what they were with th- wigs on. Yeah, wearing yeah, the wigs. They showed them for like five seconds, then it went away. It was just kind of like, what was that for? Yeah, because there's no other groups for them to feud with so I don't know who they're going after (laughs) this whole women's stable thing hopefully it's getting closer to being shut down well thank you for listening thank you for downloading the easiest way to get this show is subscribing on iTunes and while you're there give us a five star review that helps us out with downloads and tracking everything and just leave us a little comment about what we can do to improve Um, other than that thank you for listening you've been listening to the Oversell Podcast (laughs) 